0: Jesus Casting Out Demons While Preaching the Gospel. I'm going to share with you a bunch of different Bible verses about Jesus, and how He was constantly casting out demons while He was in Jerusalem preaching the gospel. Along with a couple other very questionable verses that I feel pertain to this subject. Matthew 22 Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in Thy name? And in Thy name have cast out devils? And in Thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Matthew 17 1, And Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was cured at once. Luke eleven fourteen. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute, when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were amazed. Acts nineteen fifteen. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Luke 9 1, And he called the twelve together, and gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. Matthew eight thirty one, And when he came to the other side into the country of the Jergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And, behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? I suppose even the demons knew it was not the end of times yet, thirty and there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. Thirty-one so the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. Thirty-two and he said unto them, Go. And when they came out, they went into the herd of swine, and, behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and perished in the waters. Thirty-three and they that kept them fled, and went their ways into the city, and told everything, and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. 34 And, behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. Type your email. Subscribe. So while all of that casting out of demons may sound good, I don't think it is as good as everyone was thinking. For if you read the next Bible verse about what happens after a demon is cast out, then you may not think it was such a great thing either. Matthew twelve forty three. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. 44 Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out, and when he comes, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Forty five. Then it goes and takes along with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there, and the last state of that man becomes worse than the first that is the way it will also be with this evil generation. Questionable verses that seem to be warnings about Jesus. Now if you will look at the verse below of Revelation, you will see how they are talking about the people that God is going to have tormented for following the beast. And the disturbing part is at the end of it. He states that they will be tormented in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. So I don't know if anyone else sees this as I do, but what that is saying in my opinion is that they will all be in the same place. I'm just saying that I don't see why the Lamb and the angels would be down in the pit. To be spectators? I mean going down there just to sit and watch people be tortured seems a little ghoulish and gruesome to me. Rev. 14.10, The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. Rev. 14.12, Here is the patience of the saints, Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Type your email. Subscribe. There are two verses in Revelation that are almost identical. Yet they are not. But only by changing a couple of words. Now the above verse is one of the sentences that are identical almost. And to understand them better, one would have to know where and why they are being used. The verse above comes in right after they are speaking of the ones who will be punished harshly for taking the mark of the Antichrist and I take them as meaning take heed and listen, for here is some knowledge for you blind sheep. So with the above verse, they say here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God, and their faith in Jesus. Now considering that this sentence of knowledge comes directly after they are describing what will happen to those who follow the beast, I have to say that I believe it is a relevant clue as to whom these people are going to be. And it clearly states that it is the people who live by their faith, in the Lord Jesus so this would include over 2 billion Christians that are in the world today. And if Jesus were to come back today, then I believe that there would be a great deal more people who would choose to follow him also. These views are my personal opinions, however. I am no prophet, and certainly no minister or priest. What I am, is someone who is sharing the truth with you as she sees it. With no hidden agenda behind my actions. You don't have to subscribe, to hear or see what I have to say. I am not out for the almighty dollar in exchange for the knowledge that I may share with you. I'm doing this for peace of mind, and hopefully, peace of spirituality. Because, what if I am right in some of these things that I share with you? I do believe that a person is held accountable for another person's spirituality if they happen to obtain knowledge, that could have saved that person, yet they shared it not. See the Bible verses in Ezekiel below that tell of this exact scenario. Ezekiel three eighteen. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Ezekiel thirty four ten Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand, and cause them to cease from feeding the flock, neither shall the shepherds feed themselves any more, for I will deliver my flock from their mouth that they may not be meet for them. Ezekiel 3:20 Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him a warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Type your email. Subscribe. What does the Jesus campaign of $100 million have to do with revelations and the end of times? So, what if Jesus was already here? I know that we are all expecting to see him come in on the clouds in his best battle gear. But what if the Bible was being misinterpreted? I am not saying I am completely right here. But at least read all of what I have found and then make up your mind. There is a $100 million campaign happening that aims to fix Jesus' brand from followers' damage. This is a headline that I found in the Washington Post. But aside from the Washington Post, it is all over the place. It is called He Gets Us. They are trying to go viral with Jesus I guess you could say. Which I don't think is the best idea. What I really found disturbing about this article I found a couple weeks on the internet is this. If you look in, Rev 5:11, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, twelve saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom, and strength, and honor and glory and blessing. So you might get where I am going with this if you are good with math? If not, then here it is. The above verse from reverend states in it ten thousand times ten thousand, which comes out to be one hundred million one hundred million. The same number as what they are posting all over the internet when talking about this new ad campaign that is trying to make Jesus the biggest brand name out there. Bigger than Gap or Mercedes-Benz. It is an awful big coincidence that they name off the number of 100 million in the book of Revelation, saying how the Lamb who was slain is worthy to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings. And now out of nowhere with all that is going on in the world— out comes this $100 million campaign to fix the image of Jesus. And to get new Jesus followers. So here is another really disturbing fact that is going on concerning all of that and the events of Revelations. Look at this next verse from Rev 1-7 Behold, He cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see Him, and they also which pierced Him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of Him. Even so, Amen. Type your email. Subscribe. I think that when they say that he comes with the clouds, they could possibly be talking about an internet network. Let's look at what the cloud actually is. Because to be quite honest I did not know what exactly the cloud actually meant until I looked it up. I had a vague idea and thought it pertained to the internet in some way, but was not really for sure. What is the cloud? You may have heard people using terms like the cloud, cloud computing, or cloud storage. But what exactly is the cloud? Simply put, the cloud is the internet, more specifically, it's all of the things you can access remotely over the internet. When something is in the cloud, it means it's stored on internet servers instead of your computer's hard drive. So if you look at the above explanation of what the cloud is really, I think that it might make sense to say that Jesus coming back might be a little bit different than what most people are thinking that it will be. I think most people are under the impression that he will come down from heaven sitting on a huge white cloud. Dressed in his best battle gear of course. But what if it is not to be taken so literally? And from reading around on the internet about it, I would have to deduce that most people believe that it is supposed to be some sort of secret. That he will be dwelling amongst us and we will not even know it. Then everything that I have said in this post makes perfect sense. For who are we to say exactly what God meant when he sent his spirit, or word, to the people who wrote the Bible? Here are some of the verses that do speak of how they portrayed Jesus as coming back, matthew twenty four thirty six but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only mark thirteen twenty six and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory matthew twenty four thirty and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Type your email subscribe. Now I could be way off here but here is another idea when it comes to what they were trying to say in these Bible verses. When they are talking about the Son of Man coming in the clouds, they are also saying how he will be on the right hand of power. Could this be meaning a power button on a computer? They do say how all eyes will see him. And they even say that all eyes will see him from their own homes. That would not be possible without the help of the internet. Which God knew we would have once the six thousand years were over. Matthew twenty six sixty four. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Matthew twenty four thirty. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Psalm 97-2 Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. Ezekiel 33 For the day is near, even the day of the Lord is near, a cloudy day, it shall be the time of the heathen. Mark 14 62 And Jesus said, I am, and ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Daniel 7 13 I saw in the night visions, and, behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. And they brought him near before him, the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Now, check out this next bit of information that I have acquired concerning this major advertising campaign on Jesus. Made under the direction of Michigan based marketing agency Haven. I could be reaching, I suppose, but it is another big coincidence that the marketing agency that is bringing the Lord Jesus to everyone is called Haven. Heaven slash Haven. Really close. Only missing one letter from literally coming from heaven. Well in another sense of heaven, I guess one would say. And I am not done with all of these coincidences. Now check out these next verses from the book of Isaiah. Type your email. Subscribe. Isaiah eighteen three. All ye inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth, see ye, when he lifteth up an ensign on the mountains, and when he blow the trumpet, hear ye. Strange trumpet sounds in the skies. The verse above I threw in here to show how we seem to be going right down the Bible verses, and we also seem to be repeating history in odd ways with the old Babylon of the Old Testament. And I will have a link or video below pertaining to the strange sounds in the skies that people have been posting about since 2011. Isaiah 19 1, The Burden of Egypt. Behold, the Lord rideth upon a swift cloud, and shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall be moved at His presence, and the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. Above we have another example of how they are describing the Lord coming back. I have watched some of the videos on the He Gets Us website. And some of them are pretty moving. And I think that the internet would justify as a swift cloud. And this is a verse right in the midst of what seems to be unfolding right before our eyes. If we will only open our eyes and see. Isaiah 23 13, Behold the land of the Chaldeans, this people was not, till the Assyrian founded it for them that dwell in the wilderness. They set up the towers thereof; they raised up the palaces thereof, and he brought it to ruin. The above verse seems to be describing America, don't you think? This people was not until the Assyrians founded it for them. Sounds just like Columbus and the Pilgrims. Then it even talks about the towers and how he brought it to ruin, which could be talking about bringing all of it to ruin. But another coincidence that our twin towers were taken out. Isaiah twenty-three fifteen, and it shall come to pass in that day. That Tyre shall be forgotten seventy years, according to the days of one king, after the end of seventy years shall Tyre sing as a harlot. After I started studying into Isaiah, it so happened that the Queen of England passed away. And for some reason it kept coming into my head that I needed to check and see how many years her reign was when she passed away. So I finally, after a few days of these thoughts and sort of pushing them back, I finally did decide to look into it. And the Queen reigned for seventy years and two hundred some days. Below is one of the internet articles I found on it. Type your email. Subscribe. Elizabeth II. She was queen regnant of 32 sovereign states during her lifetime and was head of state of 15 realms at the time of her death. Her reign of 70 years and 214. The exact 70 years for her would have been on February 6 of 2022 I believe. And the He Gets Us ad campaign started up in March of 2022. Not even a full month after the seventy years according to the days of one king, were finished. Now keep on reading with me, please. Read this next verse carefully. Isaiah 23 17 And it shall come to pass after the end of seventy years, that the Lord will visit Tyre, and she shall turn to her hire, and shall commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world upon the face of the earth. Eighteen in her merchandise and her hire shall be holiness to the Lord, it shall not be treasured nor laid up for her merchandise shall be for them that dwell before the Lord, to eat sufficiently, and for durable clothing. If you will notice that the next verse goes on to talk about how the Lord will visit Tyre, and will commit fornication with all of the kingdoms of the world. And that her merchandise will be for those that dwell before the Lord. And not to be put up or treasured. This is stuff that will be helping people, such as food and durable clothing. I went on this new website for Jesus and I got myself a hat and a Jesus t-shirt. You get it for free on there. All you have to do is pick a payment form in the way of a good deed. And when I got my hat and t-shirt I have to say that they were made pretty durable. One could also say that possibly what happened at the Commonwealth Games over the summer could have been what they were talking about when talking about Tyre singing like a harlot. You had a young woman riding on a huge mechanical bull. They even called this bull the beast. I know the royal family was there at the show. Other than this and watching a little bit of it, I cannot comment much more. There will be a link or video below if you would like to check it out for yourself. This was just an idea that came to my head when I was reading these verses and trying to figure them out. 2022 Opening Ceremony at Birmingham But if you look in the book of Revelation and read about judgment on the great whore, you may see where it may fit. Rev. 17-1 Come Hither I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, two with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Three so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Four and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, Having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication, five, and upon her forehead was a name written in mystery: Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Six, and I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Https://www.youtube.com/embed/type your email subscribe references https colon slash slash edu slash n slash computer understanding the cloud slash one slash source https colon slash slash bible dot slash topic slash casting out demons https colon slash slash www.christianitytoday.com slash news slash 2022 slash march slash he gets us ad campaign branding jesus church marketing dot html source https colon slash slash bible dot knowing jesus dot com slash topic slash clouds and jesus christ